Hi friends, I'm Paige. And I'm Abby. And welcome to a Love Like This podcast. Welcome friends to the first official episode of a Love Like This. Who out there loves Disney? Well, hopefully it's everyone. From the parks to the music and messages behind each Disney movie, our family's values honestly stem from A, our faith in Jesus, but also B, Disney. So join us today as we adventure alongside our brother and sister to unpack just how Disney gave us direction, delight, and desire to dream big through its magic. So we're really excited because we can't wait to get into this conversation and talk about something that is very close to our family's hearts. What are we talking about today? Disney. Disney. Talking about Disney, yay. So why don't we start off, what's been your favorite all-time favorite Disney memory from our childhood and from recent times? That is so hard. Okay, no, actually, I've got one that comes straight to mind. So it was from our most recent trip to Disney World at the start of the year. I'm sorry, Mia, but unfortunately, you were not present. Oh, this is my oh, yeah. This, this is, is this my- a good example, guys, of when commitment was, was not there. It was me, Abby Page, and my partner, Beck. We were lining up for the Seven Dwarves Mine Ride in Fantasyland. It was really, really cold, and it was really late at night. And I think the estimated wait time was like two hours or something ridiculous. It was longer. Like I think it was. Yeah, it was really long. I knew that I wanted to go on it because I hadn't been on it before. And I know that Beck wanted to go on it because, you know, she, it's her first time at Disney World. So she wanted to make the most out of it. And so we lined up for about an hour and 20. And then dad and mom kind of looked at each other like they normally do and was like, But oh. it was like an hour past and we had Yeah, gone. like they were in it for a while. They kind of looked at each other and was like, oh, like. I think, I think we should get out of here, guys. Like, surely there's something more productive we, did we could be doing. We did not move a centimeter in a while. Yeah. Me, mum, and dad. Yeah, exactly. So, me and mum and dad left and then it was just me, back, Abby, Paige. And we ended up lining up for a really long time and we met some really cool friends. But by like the two and a half hour mark, they said that the ride was going to shut down because of maintenance. And we were like, oh my gosh. So, we were like, okay, do you want to leave? Do you want to do this? But and like I'm, a bunch of people had left, so then yeah, the exactly. line got we shorter. Got like yeah, people. so like most people left, but we were like committed. We were like, no, we want to do this. We want to ride this ride. And I don't know like what it was about it, but it was just so fun and so like It was memorable. kind of one of those things where it's like you experience something for the very first time. I love yeah, that feeling. Exactly. Like, you know, what is happening? The, the best part of that memory was that after it was like ride on park clothes. I asked one of the cast members, I was like, look, guys, like. I did this last year. Do you mind if I bring my sisters and my partner like under the castle? I know like the, you know, you're closing up and everything like that. And the guy's like, oh yeah, sure. But you're probably going to get stopped closer to it. And we ended up like walking under the castle at like park close and like listen to the castle, like say goodnight to everyone. And I don't know. I feel like it's just going to stay with me for a really long time. Yeah. We How does the goodnight song go again? Uh, I don't want to sing that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where were you, Mia? When what, what were you doing when this happened? I was eating chicken wings. Chick- chicken wings. We were in the freezing cold for three Technically, hours. Technically, I was still at Disney. We were at um, Disney Springs. That's true. And it's like as if all my energy went into keeping me warm because it was so cold. <laughs> Typically, like, we were in Florida. But like, this is summer. Like, no, it wasn't. It was winter. It was winter. Yeah, it was winter. Duh. But it's Florida, so it's like it's meant to be hot. So, like, that we didn't pack. Actually, that was – let's put people in the parks for people who've never been there before. What, are, what are we smelling? Set what are we scene. hearing? Okay, well, you guys know me. I'm addicted to churros. <laughs> yes. It's hard for me to admit, guys, but I think I have a problem. How many do I have every trip? It's like every time you walk past a churros, it's like, churro. Oh, like, churro. Ben brings a churro budget. Legitimately. Like, I have a cash, cash – like, like a stash, stash ready for churros. 
But like when I think of Disney and like the immediate sensation that I get when I like as soon as I walk into the gates, I'm 100% smelling cinnamon churros. Yeah. Okay. So we're smelling caramel. We're smelling churro, cinnamon, popcorn, amazingness, just everything. What are we hearing? For me, I'm literally hearing the train going choo choo. Yes. And I remember the time when Josh, dad's cousin who works at the um, Wilderness Lodge, took us up on the rooftop yeah. and we're looking over Magic Kingdom I wasn't there, yeah. and all I could see was the train and for some reason I couldn't see any people I don't know if it's because we were highway but I'm like oh my gosh it's so magical mm. and I can hear the train what can you hear I hear like you know like when you walk past a speaker like in a pole or whatever mm-hmm. and you can hear the like the, like music, the main street music yeah. but it's like very mm-hmm. subtle mm-hmm. for sure Gosh, guys, I pray that I pray that every single one of you gets to go to Disney at like at some point in your life. It, it really is something that's just so incredible and so special. And now getting into like kind of like the deeper meaning as to exactly why Disney changed our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are some of the greatest life teachings Disney has taught you? I was thinking about this question the other day by it being able to like make me feel like a kid all the time. It just brings me so much joy. Like, I feel like even when I'm sad or like I'm lonely or whatever, like I'll listen to Disney music or Disney movies just to like get that sense of nostalgia. So true. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. Nostalgic. That's, that's a good word, right? Nostalgia. I'm going to use that in Scrabble back next time I'm versing you. Nostalgia. Such a hard question because there's so many. Probably like the one lesson if I had to encapsulate it in like one sentence. It's this quote by Walt Disney. And that is, what? No, I read it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at the wrong dot point. Um, All of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. I mean, that meant a lot to me before I became a Christian, but that became even more meaningful to me after I became a Christian. Because now, I think for me, it's more now about the God-given dreams and how having the courage to pursue these dreams, that courage and that strength comes from God. Right before I was due to move to Austin. So I've literally packed up my life in Sydney and like I'm moving to Austin for a whole year. (laughs) I remember it was like right, right before I was about to move over there, Moana came out. I don't know, like I just, I loved the whole like how far I'll go thing. Cause like at that point in time, like I had no idea what was gonna happen. It's like whatever God did with Walt, it is like the biggest, aside from like the gift of Jesus, like Disney is the biggest gift to the world, I think. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Well, do you think though, Abby, do you think that like God made Disney happen for a reason? What do you think the reason is, Abby? Well, you think about this for a second. You think about this for a second, right? You know, God tells us that we are children of him. Like we are, we are all children of God, right? And, you know, um, Walt's quote is, uh, what is it? Disney... It's something about like Disney will never die as long as people don't grow up, meaning we should be yeah. children forever. And for me, it's like when I'm in Disney, it's like I'm a I'm a child again. I mean, I'm well, not I think really that, old at the like Disney stops people from growing up. It does. Like, yeah, I don't it think does. it's it's up to people to stop growing up, like to keep Disney around. I feel like Disney makes people like always be youthful and always be joyful. It, it anchors people to that sense of I don't know what the word. It's is, like, like humility almost. Like it's just like the most like humbling and profound thing that I feel like I experienced. When we were talking the other day, we were discussing about where and how we feel closest to God. And like I said, when I'm in Disney, like it's got nothing to do with the crowds or the entry amounts, it's the feeling. I'm always with people I love and I'm always doing things I love. And it's just, it's so just like overwhelming. I feel like Disney is like the one place where you can go Mm -hmm. in your heart, mind and soul and in 
physical if you're lucky mm. and blessed enough to be able to go to one of the parks. But it's like all of those things just kind of like get like amplified. amplified. Well, I think that like that's what's like amazing at Disney though is that like, you don't even have to be at the parks. Like it's the feeling you get when you like even just think about it and like that like even just watching movies and listening to music like we said before. It just it's so so nice. Though, though I just have to say if you hate Disney, the door is over there. Do not talk to me. Like, you're probably a nice person, but damn, you need a smack. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because it really is the happiest place on earth. Yeah, ben, sure is. Can you guys go back? Because now I'm curious in this conversation. Oh, I'm yeah, going back yeah. to what you were talking about in Yosemite when you guys were hiking. Okay. Well, I think this flows on. Yeah, sure. I think this flows on from, like, what you were saying before about your quote and dreams. Like, me, I always had the dream to summit and hike Half Dome. Like, it was just always something that, like, she wanted to do. So, in 2017... I think it was about July, so it was a nice summer. Mum, Dad, Abby Page dropped Mia and I off in the park, which was just so, it was really strange because we'd been planning it for so long, but it was really saddening to it was. have the family leave us there for some reason. And like, I'm, we're not normally like that. Like we've been on trips together alone and things like that before. I, I honestly think, so like, just to give a bit of context, this was during the summer that I was living in Austin. So I was in Austin. You guys were here in Sydney. You guys had come over to America for the summer. And it was like as if I knew that I would be saying goodbye to you guys soon. I think you guys only had a couple of days left before you were coming back to Australia at that point in time. So when you guys dropped us off in Yosemite, it was like Ben and I were just in this weird mood, like this weird state of mind where we just felt yeah. so it was hard because i was so excited like i was really keen and eager and i had this whole hike planned and and it ended up getting a bit twisted on its head because of the snow it was really really hard to explain because mia and i as people are not sad or lonely people you know we just never really have those feelings that often but for some reason this trip just felt so it's, it's hard to describe lonely in a yeah. really weird way like we were together and we had it felt homesick yeah. it felt homesick because yeah. we went with our whole family yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. home yeah. to me is wherever my family yeah, no, is you hit the nail on the head and like we knew we were going to have limited reception so like we couldn't talk and things like that but it was just strange because me and I both love Yosemite so much and so it was strange being in a place that brings us so much joy but also being kind of sad mm. and so like the first couple of days there were pretty good like we, we enjoyed it we got our food and stuff ready for the hike but the first day of the hike, I think we both underestimated how hard it was going to be. Physically. Yeah. Like, again, guys, like, I, I planned this hike that we would walk from the High Sierra down back to the valley instead of vice versa. I think we gained, like, a couple thousand feet in altitude in the first couple hours. And so, it was really, like, physically strenuous for us. But by the time we got to camp, like, we were exhausted. I was Beach. Yeah. Like just, the difference. Oh. Ben's a hiker. Like he's done hikes for me. He's never done a hike like this before. Yeah. And she's like five foot. And I felt like the responsibility over me, like I wanted her to have a good time as well as be safe and enjoy it. And so majority of the day we were just in a really like kind of terrible state of mind, if I'm being honest. We weren't really appreciating what we were doing. It was it was quite sad. And I think like we've learned a lot from that and we we really want to go back. My, mind you, just to like paint a picture as well. So I'm like huffing and puffing. I have asthma. God damn. <laughs> um, I get a bleeding nose because of the altitude. I'm carrying a 20 kilo backpack. I'm stopping. Like you feel bad that you're behind. So basically, you guys were in the men. You were in the mind state and the mm -hmm. physicality as to not what you were expecting. Like you, yeah. you didn't want to think that at all. You wanted exactly. to come in. It probably just heart. like hit you. Like, yeah. well, this is like. Mm. 
Exactly. Well, like it got to the point though where like we were both really upset. Like we were almost getting angry at each other. Obviously, like the Half Dome and like that whole kind of trail is it's pretty busy. Like it's one of Yosemite's most popular trails, but we were kind of alone for most of the day. And then out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere, all we hear is this woman's voice and she was singing um, You're Welcome from Moana. Godwin Clemens, yeah. give, us a, give us a- Talk, I'm not going to sing it. No, okay, I can't feel like singing it now. <laughs> I'm going, yo, we're in the, mil- the, in the middle of the wilderness. Like we hadn't seen someone for probably an hour or two. During the time where you guys were in this negative. Yeah. 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 Like, and we couldn't see her because we were going up this, this trail that was zigzagging up the hill. And like, we couldn't see her at the time, but we were like, okay, like we heard it, heard her singing. And we're like, oh, well, like, let's just go for a walk. So like, we kept going up the trail and then we saw this woman. Was she changing a nappy? Her son's name was Arrow. Was he like a baby? Oh, he was like, I think it was like maybe one. one he was group. teeny. Yeah, he was tiny. I don't know how they did that. Um, but anyway, like I guess they were playing the Moana soundtrack to mm. keep him entertained because like this little baby is in his little, um, what do you call that thing? Like I don't know. Okay, so this guy, this guy had like, Brandon had the coolest pack I'd ever seen. It had a baby carrier built into the back of it where like, Arrow could like stand up and just like trek through it. Like it was so cool. And like, what a trooper. Like, I can't even carry a pack normal. What I wish Ben had for me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like Ben and I are down in the dumps. Like cannot wait for this hike to be over. I just want to get to camp so I can rest. And it's like as if we got our second wind because we just hear Moana, like this soundtrack that reminds us so much of our family. Which was making us feel so sad. Did you feel rejuvenated? I, I felt, felt so rejuvenated. Like, I wasn't sad. Mm. I was, like, energized again. Because it was, like, as if a little bit of our family was there with us. And it was, like, at the most, like, perfect time because it was, like, there was enough of the hike left to be uh, to feel accomplished that, like, we still did the hike. Because you're coming onto camp, you're already in that mindset of starting to wind down. Like, you're getting excited for the end goal. And we ended up meeting, like, the most incredible friends who, like, we still speak to today. We had a campfire. Like, it was such an, an amazing night. It was night. like a really good push. Yeah. And, like, and it was hard. But yeah. as as well, mm. just looking back on it now, like, how just that little tiny bit of Disney mm. became the the point by which we even made conversation with them. And, like, this wasn't even right as Moana came out. Like, I think this was already, this was six months, a year after. So, like, what are the odds, number one, that they're singing Moana out of all the Disney movies? Like, I think Let It Go was out at this point, which like if I heard that, I would have just yeeted myself back down to the valley. Like I would not even. <laughs> and I'll remember that forever. Like I'll always remember Disney too. You know, in you can get swept up in like everyday life. You can feel stressed, busy, overwhelmed, all of those things. And it's like, you need that sense of ground. Like you want to come home and Paige and I was talk about how to us, like the Bible in our, you know, coming into Jesus's presence is like, as if we're coming home. It's like when you feel stressed or whatever, when you, feel home, when you feel homesick and then when you when like you come enter close, his presence, it's like, it's so good to be home. It's like welcome home kind of thing. I think that's so true, you know, especially like, again, it's, it's different for everyone in the way that they experience God and the way it humbles them, things like that. But I think the closest thing that the majority of people can kind of grasp and understand is Disney. Like the same feeling, like if, if I'm having a conversation with someone who's not a Christian or like who has had very minimal, I guess, experience with Christians, it's like the only thing I can compare it to is the feeling I get about Disney. A hundred percent. Like that is so true. That is so true. Because it's just like the, the sense of overwhelm that you get at Disney, like I was saying before, how your heart just feels like it's overflowing. 
It's like that's how it feels when you have a reckoning with God's love. Like it's it's Ooh, reckless love. Got that Corey Asbury in my head. No, but really, it's like such a similar feeling. And of course, I would like argue that any sense of God's love is like the most probably overwhelming, amazing feeling in the world. Disney would have to come pretty close. Hey, it's pretty. It's pretty darn close. It's very it's very dumb. close. Okay, practical takeaways: things that we can implement from Disney. And from your experiences with Disney. My, my thing always goes back to Brother Bear. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like, again, going back to aesthetics, Brother Bear encapsulates who I am so much, I feel like. Like, we have this, <laughs> this running joke that when I build my dream ranch one day, is like the, the song from the transformation in Brother Bear is going to be playing when I walk people through my house, which sounds ridiculous, but it's a great song. It's by the Bulgarian Women's Choir. Like, <laughs> nice. Well, like, I, yeah, I think... Brother Bear because it reminds me so much about family and how important it is. And every time like I'm feeling greedy with my time or like I feel angry and stressed, like I always think back to, you know what, like would this impress or would this, I guess, degrade my family's image of me? And so I always like to think about you guys. I think Brother Bear told me that, you know, you know, and I actually remember I was in Thailand in 2015 and I cried. Like, I mean, I don't think I'd ever cried like this before, but I was listening to a Brother Bear song thinking of you guys. And again, like it's just this thing that brings me back so much to you guys and to God and to faith and just a feeling feeling like overwhelmed with the happiness. It's such a strange thing. And you can't you can't explain it. I just wanna like bottle it up and feed it to people. <laughs> so for me, Disney okay, this this is something that I've always thought about Disney for a second. You guys know I sleep with a baby Mickey Mouse toy mm. by my bed every night. He helps me sleep Mickey. better. I love him so much. And it always gets me thinking. I kind of picture like all our memories are inside his tummy, and that's what makes me sleep better so at night. <laughs> that is so cute. That's so weird, but so cute. Mm. It's not weird. It's cute. I will stick with him. For, I don't care. What, literally. Why did you throw him at a fan that time then? Because it was funny to watch. <laughs> the thing that I love what Ben said too is how Disney is a constant reminder and you know ground. And I feel like for me, Disney has just always taught me you can find magic in your life. But magic doesn't come from you know pixie dust. Although I love to picture pixie dust, but it it comes down to love. How love endures, and love is a choice that you can you know see and experience and feel and put out into the world every single day. Like that's a choice you can make. And I feel like Disney, Disney is a really good reminder of just how magic can manifest in your everyday through love. I love that. I love magic. Faith, Dust, trust, magic. and pixie, pixie dust. That's your takeaway guys. Faith, trust, trust and, and pixie, pixie dust. dust. When you think about it, Disney, it could not have been accomplished. It could not be what it is without God. You know what I mean? Like for Walt Disney to even conceptualize that I just I have to believe that in some way that came from God because how can you build this whole empire on joy and happiness if that didn't first come from God and so much of who God is and his character is revealed through Disney movies. 100% well, it's so it's so profound like we were just talking then about how material things you have to let go but like in reality Disney is something that's material yet it like impacts people and makes you feel such deep emotions that it, it becomes something that's greater than material you know like it transcends you know being on earth and i think that is just exactly what christianity is i completely agree with you i can i, th I think god planted disneyland in walt disney you have to. how did they come up with this drawing cartoons in their garage think about come it come on now and it also came 
from love. Like mm. you have to love people mm. if you want to build them a theme park for them yeah, to enjoy all of this and to get. And it's like what you started with, like you can dream it, but like actually doing it, that's the hard part. And I don't think that one man alone could have accomplished what all of Disney has. He had to have had someone helping him. You know, you know what blows my mind as well? is like the feeling that you have when you're at Disney is probably half, half as good as what it feels like to be in heaven. Disney's like a little like- Disney's like a little- Disney is like a little taste that God gave us here on earth to say like- What's a love like this? Yeah, exactly. I just feel as though when God gives you like a dream, he'll always give you the tools to make it a reality. Like if that's really from God, he will give you the, the tools and the provision to do that. Walt Disney sold his life insurance policy to help fund Disney. Like if it's your calling and he's put that on your lap, 100% you're equipped and for well, it. And as well, I, that I not. totally just realized this, but I think when Walt set out to create Disney, he never could have expected how big and how amazing Disney um, would become and how it would influence the world. The proof is in the pudding. Like yeah. God, God can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. And Disney for me, it's just like absolute proof of that. But I'll never forget this Bob Goff quote that I read. Okay, this is what Bob Goff says. He says, I know God lives everywhere, but I bet he spends a lot of time at Disney World. A. <laughs> I think guys, like what we've been trying to get at this entire time is that Disney is just such a representation of how a love like this, you know, the love of God can just infiltrate our lives and make such a profound impact on who we are as people and, and what we want to do with our lives. And I, I hope that that's the same for you. And if it's not, I hope that one day you discover how Disney has you know, impacted you in your faith and how there's just such a strong prevalent connection there. So guys, just to finish, I'd like to read out this quote from the Happily Ever After Fireworks because I really feel like this sums up this whole conversation that we had between the relationship uh, between faith in God and Disney and what this can do uh, in the world and inside our hearts. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. So I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for having us on the podcast. Mia and I really enjoyed ourselves. Guys, hours and hours go into creating these uh, podcast episodes. So please, if you get a second, share it on your preferred social media platform. Leave us some feedback on your uh, podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it might be. A Love Like This is available absolutely everywhere. And we cannot wait to hear what you have to say and to have you join us in later episodes. Take care.